When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Screenwriter and actor Grant Lyon. Woo! He has a brand new album out called Scheduled Fun Time, available everywhere and so many other credits that we'll get to today. Uh, welcome, Grant Lyon. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You are welcome. So, where are you zooming from? I am in Los Angeles, oh. California. Nice and sunny and warm. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that yep. where you live? Oh, yes. I know how to make everybody hate me right when I can join a, a podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing... I'm from Northern. Shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, both have California experience. So Chris is from Vallejo. I used to live in Nevada. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. So more Northern than you. Yeah. yeah. I went to college in the Bay Area and then okay. lived up there for a long time oh, afterwards. Nice. So I know both those spots. Yeah. yeah. So are you from L.A. originally? suburbs but yes okay Uh, okay. i grew up um sort of this i grew up in the suburbs of the suburbs i grew up in like the suburbs of pasadena oh Oh, okay i know pasadena i don't know the suburbs of pasadena (laughs) yeah yeah pasadena being a suburb of los angeles yeah (laughs) twice removed from los angeles yeah yeah exactly um so just real quick to touch on your new uh, album when did that come out it came out right near the start of the pandemic wow actually. good timing so, or bad timing um really i think good timing for people listening to the mm-hmm. album bad timing for the opportunity to celebrate the album yeah. Um, yeah that was one of the hardest things was having to like cancel all my album release parties and that oh, sort of man. stuff. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I mean that, you know, that was, uh, that's one of the f- few times uh, in the last uh, many years I actually cried uh, <laughs> because it wasn't, you know, those, those album release parties, it's a celebration of, it wasn't just the like celebrating the album. It was celebrating all of the sacrifices that went into having yeah. to do to to get that album to yeah. the you know the years of of staying in bad hotel rooms or or not being there for some girlfriend's you know party because exactly. I was on the road all the things all, you miss yeah exactly all of yeah. that all of that was that was the justification and then you of don't all even of get that. to celebrate I properly <laughs> yeah like this quiet online celebration (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. oh man so i do remember it in atlanta yeah yeah comedy fest yep yep uh uh, i I like i like atlanta um it's got a really good comedy scene and a cool hip crowd and stuff so it was was uh, your fans or was it you know it was both it was oh, like nice. both, you know, my fans and just people that were out for they a comedy club. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. We're going to go yeah. help a friend on Monday who's filming yeah. locally. He's like, I need people. We're like, we're your people. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> we can yeah. make noise. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So is that your first special or? So I, I recorded an album early on in my comedy career, which, you know, I look back on and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like 15 minutes of this is good. Yeah. Uh, but part of it was like, I needed, I wanted something to like, be able to give out to people after a show and things like yeah. that. So um, this was my first album on a major label. That that first album was like self-released, self-produced okay. sort of thing. And it's 800 so, pound gorilla. Is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. But it, so, so the answer is no, technically it's not my first album, but yes, I tell people that's yeah. my yeah. first album. First professionally <laughs> produced one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, have you put it on YouTube? It's not on YouTube, okay. no, but it's it's a uh, it's all on it's everywhere that you can listen to music and stuff like oh, that. Man. So Spotify, Apple Spotify. Music. Yeah, we yeah. were checking out some of it earlier on Spotify. Oh, yeah. awesome. Which is yeah. cool. Yeah, you can because each clip or each story has a name and yeah, you can yeah. Just go yeah. to it. It's awesome. Really cool. For yeah, sure. I Thank definitely you. enjoyed your uh, comparison of marriage to magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. On yeah, there, yeah. yeah, but we still have to listen to the whole thing. We haven't gotten to all of it yet. But well, I thanks for checking that. it out. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we love comedy. We're huge fans. Yes. That's why we love talking to comedians all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, one of the main reasons we have you on is because you have a show coming up uh, at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, and we're there official podcast um nice. give us the date on that that's coming up this nice. next week right this, this yeah when does this podcast come out uh we are gonna get as it soon out as humanly possible all right the show <laughs> so a, it is either next weekend or this weekend depending on when you're listening yeah. to this <laughs> it is, the uh, <laughs> it's october 15th and 16th okay great. i'll be there both nights Awesome. awesome. And how do you know Jen? I'm assuming you have a Jen. Oh, yeah. I mean, we met long, long ago in 2008. There was a comedy competition that took place over all over the state of Colorado. It was called the Colorado Mile High Comedy Competition. And there's a um, decently famous comedy competition called the San Francisco International Comedy Competition. And that one's been going since like the 70s. And, oh, cool. you know, there's a who's who of sort of comedians yeah. from the 70s and the 80s that did the San Francisco comedy competition. And so this was the guy who founded the San Francisco International Comedy Competition helped start this Colorado one. And it was the idea was to do a Colorado version of that sort of thing. So, you know, it was over multiple weeks, there was a preliminary round and then they picked five finalists out of that preliminary round. And every night was in a different city all over Colorado oh, wow. and stuff. Uh, and so Jen and I were in that competition together oh. and we both made the finals of that competition together. So we spent like, I don't know, it was like two and a half weeks or something like that together every oh, yeah. <laughs> every day doing shows together. Oh, cool. So, she was there for so, comedy. Not yeah. traditionary or whatever. Nope. Yep. Just, yeah, she was there just uh, just doing stand-up comedy. Oh, nice. So, 
yeah so we uh we were among the five finalists there cool yeah okay you said that was 2008 2008 i think Uh, yeah so how'd this show come about then well um so you know there used to be a different comedy club in uh boise uh liquid laughs and uh i don't know how long jen's been doing the lounge but now with liquid laughs closing during the pandemic uh the lounge is your main comedy spot in the boise area so yeah yeah, i have come i came to liquid laughs multiple times and in fact it was the last club i did before the pandemic i think i okay i think i did it the last weekend of february 2020 yeah Um, yeah uh and so i love the boise scene i love Mm -hmm. I love the outdoors. I love breweries. I love walking around. We Boys got all great your fall. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Outdoors. Speaking of that, we uh, were yeah. recently so, on a solo backpacking trip. Oh yeah, yep. that alerted us because we tried one together and it was two. great. Yeah, two. It was we, great. We suck at it. <laughs> we had to go to sleep and we were terrified. Yeah. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Things yeah. to eat you in the night. Yeah. Was it? Was it just uh, you were terrified of like the sounds and the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely probably worse in our heads than it actually. I think was it was just outside. deer, yeah. but a lot of things brushing up against our little two-person yeah. tent. And yeah, when we saw you went solo, we were like, "Dang, <laughs> I don't think I could do that." Because we've talked about that before. Like, could I do a solo yeah. backpacking trip? I don't think so. How do you get out of your head, or maybe you're just good in your head? Like, I, in my head, it's scary. <laughs> I'm a weird person okay in that i am not afraid of anything i literally cannot tell you one thing that i'm like afraid of wow uh physically speaking of there that there are certainly I'm... emotional things oh, I'm okay afraid of. <laughs> yeah so not you know spiders, like I'm, not... I'm afraid of ending up like my father or right. things like that you know the, the emotional stuff <laughs> yeah. but but the physical stuff i just don't none of that stuff like bothered i'm not like i'm not yeah. afraid you know, any any fear that people are like, oh, I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of sharks. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of all this stuff. Like, it. I just don't. Wow. No, I just don't. I just don't ever feel any of that stuff. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, but oh. it makes it nice. You know, <laughs> yeah, it makes like it nice. it, it, I'm a very adventurous person because of that. Of course. I think. Yeah. So will yeah. you go on another solo backpack? For sure. And I'd like to do a longer one. That was just a two day one. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd like to go for three or four days solo. I don't think I'll do longer than like three or four days. You know, my my limit is I don't really want to have to like have like stop points where I can like re-up my food and oh, that right. sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I, you know, if it was a four day thing, I can bring all the food that I need yeah, in my exactly. pack. Yeah. And I don't really I just don't want to deal with like having to like get refueled and stuff yeah did you find that you brought too much stuff because we were carrying like 50 pounds each on our back and we're like that is way too much like one night yeah (laughs) Yeah, totally no i mean i definitely brought a few uh too many things but i think the more and more you go backpacking the more you start paring it down and going what do i actually but then also you start adding a little bit of stuff too like I used to not bring a little, I have this little backpacking chair, which kind of, um, you know, folds down very small and adds a couple of pounds, but it's really only like two pounds. 
but when I first started backpacking, I, I didn't bring that. I was like, I, I don't need that. Now I'm like, no, no, I want a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we have those as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's worth it. It's amazing. Yeah, and I've watched <laughs> yeah. different uh, backpacking stuff on YouTube. And there's one It's like, yeah, I don't need a chair. I'll just find a rock. But it's not as comfortable as yeah. a little chair. You know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Some of the minimalist uh, backpackers. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> for not. sure. We brought cards. We had stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah all kinds but way of stuff. too much food. That was something yeah. I noticed that we couldn't figure out how much food to bring. And yeah, we didn't end up. You end up eating. Yeah, I think when I whenever I'm backpacking, I end up eating less. Yeah, that's than I do yeah. normally. But I drink more water, so you got to make space for that water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So how many uh, trips have you done, backpacking trips? Well, I grew up going to like an adventure sports camp, essentially, every summer. So Uh in in Colorado. Um, So I started like pretty young doing, you know, at the at the camp, we were all all the stuff we were doing was like whitewater rafting, uh, mountain biking. Uh, rock climbing spelunking all that like it was all sort of outdoor adventure sort of stuff and then every year and i started going there when i was like 12 13 bad kid did you get like shipped there or was (laughs) no 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 i wanted to go i wanted yeah yeah it was great (laughs) it was like the highlight of my year (laughs) you know uh and uh so yeah i mean um and then along with that we would do a uh a three-day backpacking trip. So the first times I ever were doing backpacking was like with a group where it was structured and, you know, yeah. your counselors could teach you what to do and yeah. and yeah. how to pack and all that sort of stuff. And so, but those were three-day trips where we were peaking uh, the 14,000 uh, footers in yeah. uh, Colorado. There's a lot of 14,000 foot peaks. Mm. So I, I've, I've, I've been to the, I've got my name in the top of like six of them, maybe. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Wow. So all when I was like a teenager. <laughs> right. uh, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, you haven't been I, back. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't been back to those, but I have been backpacking other places like in my twenties and thirties and stuff. So, uh, Zion national park in, um, in there. Utah is amazing. Yeah. Backpacking yeah. the narrows there and, um, you know, backpacking up around Tahoe and right. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, have you done some along the Pacific crest trail? You know, I've, I've been hiking along the Pacific crest trail because mm-hmm. there are places where it meets yeah. other stuff mm-hmm. um, like, uh, you know, in Yosemite and things like that. So I've yeah. been along small portions of the Pacific crest trail, but I've never like actually done the Pacific Crest Trail. And yeah. I don't know that I have a huge desire. Like I might yeah. <laughs> do like a week on the trail, yeah, right? Or something exactly. like that. But I don't want to, I don't have a desire to do the you don't whole thing. do the six to nine months and start no. in Mexico and nope, no, thank you. Canada. <laughs> I would only yeah, do it actually, for the story. <laughs> actually, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, um, the camp director from the camp that I went to in Colorado growing up took his two daughters out of school and they did the whole pacific crest trail for like a year and at the time i mean this is 20 years ago or whatever but at the time they were the youngest two people who had done the whole 
trailer they took it like nine months and they were like 12 and 13 or something oh, that's like so that cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's a cool experience yeah. and also grueling yes but for sure yeah nope we're we're two days on the backpacking <laughs> <that>. trail yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like, i think my ideal is two nights three days yeah. yeah that that to me feels perfect where i'm like all right it was enough to like get out there and escape and recharge and, and stuff I can but, go right back yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly but yeah yeah um, touching, getting back on to the topic of you having no fear. I was watching a YouTube clip oh, yeah. earlier <laughs> where this wrestler was at yeah. your show and came up on stage and actually need you. And yes, you, you didn't back and you down. You did and- not push <laughs> no. him or punch him. Can you tell us about that experience? Oh, totally. But you can also see that I didn't flinch like at no. all. I saw like, that. Yeah, I was like, you stood your ground. But I was yeah. like, how did he deal? That with guy that? was way bigger than me. Yeah. Uh, so that's like that is a thing about me where I'm like, that's gonna get me into trouble sometimes because of that. Like no fear thing. I will. I don't care how big anybody is or whatever. I've been in like multiple fights as an adult and that's not me bragging that you should not, it's not <laughs> i'm not trying to seek out fights i can say i've never started a fight but i also will not back down if somebody else pushes yeah. me into it yeah uh yeah because you so, just stood there yeah yeah and he oh. was like and you were like <laughs> and really yeah. continue to talk shit to him <laughs> oh for sure yeah. like, if you notice where shouldn't somebody be dragging him off you're the yeah so that was the second show um late night at a comedy club that no longer exists exists in chattanooga tennessee Ooh. and the crowd was smaller and so half of the staff went home oh. including oh, including like their bouncer and stuff they were like yeah <laughs> So like the only people on staff was like one server, the bartender and the sound guy. Wow. Oh. So there was like nobody left. You know, there were probably only 40 or 50 people in the audience for that show. Yeah. And yeah. that guy, you know, is used to being the center of attention. Yeah. He is actually a semi-professional wrestler or whatever. And so, you know, if you see that video, like he was, constantly he would stand up and flex to the rest of the yeah, audience I saw that. yeah just you know it gets tiresome yeah. after a while when you're like i don't mind like a couple of interruptions i'm good enough that i can deal with it i can roll with it it's just when it never stops yeah. that's when you get like frustrated yeah. where and and you know we have as comedians we have a lot of um a lot of tools in our tool belt for how to deal with that stuff. And people love asking like, well, how do you deal with hecklers? And and the answer is, well, you don't really ever deal with the same heckler twice in the same way because mm-hmm. different people require different things. You know, if, if it's somebody that just keeps being like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you like tell them to shut up, then you look like a jerk because right. they're interrupting, but they're doing it in a positive way. So you can't yeah, like, yeah make fun of that person and like rip them up because then that makes the audience turn against you. So like that one, you got to like be playful, but still kind of tell them to be quiet in like a silly, (laughs) playful way. Whereas like when it's somebody who's drunk, who's yelling out stuff, then you can like lay into them 
because everybody is usually already annoyed at that. Yeah. 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 We want them to shut up as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean, where it's like everybody, like every situation is different. So in this one, like I tried everything I could try with this guy to like get him to be quiet. Like mm-hmm. I made fun of him. I asked him nicely. I like teased him. Right. I did mm-hmm. all of these different things. And and it was like the way it, it kept working was I would talk to their table. Then he would pay attention and that would last for three or four minutes. And then they would start talking at full volume amongst themselves again. And I would have to go back and say something again to their table to like refocus them. It would last for three or four minutes. Then they would start talking again. And it was just like, Uh. you know, I'm on stage for 45 minutes. And the, the time you see there is at like 40 minutes where I just was like, shut up like yeah. I'm, done. Yeah. I'm done i'm done being like nice to you or whatever like shut up yeah shut up yeah and, and uh and he took umbrage with that and yeah. uh you know I mean, I mean really like assaulted you <laughs> I mean, pretty much yeah. yeah he put his body on your body yeah. Yeah. well and and if you if you go back and you watch the video You'll see, I don't say anything for like 10 seconds after he knees me. And yeah, I walked yeah. over and I picked up my beer bottle because oh, I was wow. like, yeah, I was like, oh, it's going I, I yeah. Yeah. with the beer bottle. I hope he does. That's, <laughs> like, because that's the thing. It's like, I know I'm not a big guy. If, if I am in a fight with that guy, I have to be crazy. Right. Like I have <laughs> yeah, to do right? yeah. like, if it was just us throwing punches, that guy's going to murder me. Yeah. He was way bigger than me. But, you know, if I jump from the sage and smash a beer bottle over his head, well, I might just win that fight, you know? <laughs> I mean, I always heard get naked and then just jump on him. Yeah, yeah. That's the best fighting tactic. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, like, that was me. That I didn't say anything for, like, 10 seconds because I was, like, literally running through the scenarios where it was, like, yeah, okay, either I, like, like go nuts right now and just start going crazy because nobody else has my back here. And I can tell that. So mm-hmm. I, am I going to have to fight like three guys right now? Yeah. Or I try to like joke my way out of this, even though I'm like super mad right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So were the other so, guys at the table also wrestlers as well? Yeah, they were. So, it was oh, like, like, it was like three. Royal. Yeah. It was like three semi-professional wrestlers and their wives <laughs> at the table. Well, yeah. I don't even know if size matters because I don't know if you've seen recently when Big J was pulled off a stool somewhere in New York, and he's yeah. a, he's a very large. He's a big dude, big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are you? I don't get why people need to mess with you guys. I don't get what the. Oh man, and I would say that that wrestler coming on a stage and kneeing me is certainly top ten craziest thing that's ever happened to me on stage. Yeah. But I would. I would not pick that as the craziest. Oh, I would really? not pick that as the number one. Yeah. Is it so what people it's, say? It's just the the one that was caught on camera. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Okay. So all right, tell us so, the craziest if you can recall it. <laughs> oh boy, I could tell you a story probably of like the craziest show. So mm-hmm. I I I have to preface it by saying about a month before I did this show, uh <laughs> About a month before I did this show, uh, I 
Okay, I feel like I have to tell you a couple of different ones. <laughs> okay. I don't know which one is the. So real quick, one time when I was in like Medford, Oregon, uh, I used to have a joke many, many years ago about how there are people in the world that, that, that deny the Holocaust ever happened. And how crazy is that, that people can try to like deny that. And this guy in German started going nine, not, you know, which is no. And I was like, surely you get the irony of. (laughs) And the guy was like 85 years old. And uh, and I was like, he was like, you know, in a German accent, he was like, you knew not that you weren't there. You can't talk about this. And I was like, I, I. I'm not saying this joke is not about the Holocaust. This is about people nowadays in modern times. And he was like real upset. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to tell this joke and you can either leave or not leave. And he, he was like, I'm leaving. And he like, you know, literally stood up and put on his vest and put on his coat and put on his (laughs) scarf and put on his hat, all like hopping and popping the whole way. (laughs) And instead of walking out, you know, the exit was like the back of the club. He walked uh, by and took a swing at me while I was on stage. Uh, Like an 85 year old guy. And, you know, I like I easily like stepped back and and, uh, nothing happened. And then he walked out. And then I was like, oh, dude, that guy probably was like a Hitler youth. Yeah, or probably. probably right like I mean, there's all those stories about those types of people Oregon. going yeah going to like rural oregon or things like that yeah. you know yeah and, uh, yeah yeah Wild. Like, yeah man. you never know who's going to be in your audience <laughs> yeah so i would say probably the worst show i ever did the craziest show i ever did was probably something around like this was like 2009 Mm -hmm. and uh the audience it's always late show saturday the second show on a saturday (laughs) is always the rowdy they're already drunk when they come (laughs) in like that sort of stuff yeah and uh they i was the middle act so you know there's an opener a middle act and then a headliner Mm uh and this was a time in my career where i was the middle act and the opener was a very nice person, but was very new to comedy and didn't really know how to handle it. And just from the minute the show started, everybody's yelling out stuff. And it's not only like one thing. It's just every everybody's being rowdy. And he, he was kind of deer in headlights a oh, bit. Yeah. Uh, and so in that situation, I feel like either I come up and I say something right away or I try to like completely ignore it and and not acknowledge it at all. And then they'll just like wear themselves out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I come up and I try to do it in a playful way. And I like, you know, there's like a table of four ladies right up front, four middle-aged ladies. And I'm like, watch out ladies. I'm going to have to like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pile drive your table. If you keep doing, you know, just but like laughing through it yeah. and just being silly or whatever. And they were laughing and the audience was laughing. And I feel like the first like five, six minutes of my set went pretty well. And I'm doing like 30 minutes on stage. Uh, and then just like little fires start popping up everywhere, you know, where you're like, okay, I got to, deal with these people. Okay. I did with that. Here's another joke. Oh, now there's a fire over here. I got to deal with these people. And then probably like, I don't know, 10, 12 
minutes into my set, the club seats a couple at the in the front row that is determined to finish whatever conversation they were having <sighs> before oh, they came in, like at full volume. Yeah. And I just ignored it for like a minute or two minutes. It was like, okay, they just sat down, like they'll simmer down, figure it out. Yeah. And they just didn't. And I, and I like went to him and I was like, hey, you know, there's a show going on right now. Yeah, I'm not sure you noticed. <laughs> I can hear everything you're saying. That's what I said. I can hear everything you're saying. And uh, <laughs> and the guy in in most of those situations, people are like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I just wasn't yeah. aware of my surroundings or whatever. And I go, hey, I can hear everything you're saying. And the guy goes, oh, yeah. What am I saying? <laughs> like, like aggressively yeah. says that back wow. to me. And I was like, no, I'm not listening to you because I am on stage right now. Yeah. I just saying you're loud and I can hear what you're saying. And he goes, tell me what I'm saying. Oh my God. Mm. And, and I said, I don't hear the words coming out of your mouth. All I hear is you being a dick uh, <laughs> is, is what I said. And then the whole audience goes, oh. oh, and I was like, they were on his what? side. Yeah, that's what I was like. I literally I was like, what, what are you guys doing? Wow. What's happening here? Yeah. And somebody yells, somebody yells out, you're a dick. And I was like, me, I'm the dick in this situation. <laughs> How am I the dick in this situation? And then uh, and then another guy yells out yeah you are a dick and i was like oh, shit. Are you <laughs> oh, no. and so i go to that table of ladies that i like kind of built a rapport with at the beginning and i'm like come on ladies you are on my side and they go uh-uh we think you're a dick too oh no. no oh god and one of the things i haven't mentioned in this story so far because it was not relevant until now in the story is that table of four middle-aged women were all black women. And at this point of the show, a table of like six white guys sitting in the back after I go to them and I say, come on, you're on my side. And they're like, ah, we think you're a dick too. This table of six white guys goes, don't listen to them. Your grandparents used to own their grandparents. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We are not on the same team, bro. Like... I am. I don't don't defend me like that. Like, I don't yeah. need your help. You know, I'm like, I don't want to be part of this. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And these ladies, understandably, are very upset. Yes. And so they are. Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It. So they stand up and they're like, come say that to my face, motherfucker. <laughs> and then the dudes are standing up yelling back like literally oh, across God, like the, oh, no. the women are like the women are like front right and the guys are like back left and so they are yelling they're both standing up yelling yeah. across the comedy club and yelling like very mean things to wow. each other i mean <laughs> look obviously like i'm on the ladies side they they were yeah. in yeah. the right to be upset of course. uh but it also isn't great for a comedy show no literally having a race war yeah like no it's it's like i mean people are yelling racist shit across oh the God. place at each other and i'm like 
Uh, oh, I don't know how to handle this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so what did happen? What did you do? So what the comedy club should have done yes. is kick out that table of six dudes, mm-hmm. right? Those in no scenario should those people that yelled this wildly offensive thing yeah. be allowed to stay and enjoy the yeah. comedy show. They're done. Kick them out. Yeah. But the club doesn't kick anybody out. Wow. They just make everybody sit back down. So like the manager and the servers and all that stuff are like at the thing trying to calm everybody down. They don't kick anybody out and they make everybody sit back down. Oh wow. And God. so now after like multiple minutes of this, you know, yelling and being very upset, everybody finally sits back down and then turns to me with this energy of like, this is your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Did you fix it? And I was like, so I'm I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 15 minutes into my set. So I have like 15 more minutes to do on stage. So, you know, once everybody sits back down, I try to like address the elephant in the room. I'm like, wow, racism, huh? That's crazy. (laughs) And it still exists so much and isn't it a problem and you know tried to like joke about that no laughs at all to that so then I was like all right well let me you know switch gears and I'll just like do like silly dating material right and maybe we can like reset the energy that way nope not at all I did 15 more minutes on stage to not a single chuckle And, and it got to the point where I was like Look, I'm I don't want this club to not pay me the money that I am owed for this. So I'm giving them no excuse. So I am sitting on this stool and looking at my watch and telling my jokes to complete silence and doing my full time. Wow. Like regardless. And does that does your no fear play into that as well? Can you just do that and not feel as terrified as Chris and I would? Or certainly now that I am many many years into comedy uh but not at the beginning no i mean the first few years man i had a bad show i'd go cry in my car afterwards right no yeah yeah well and and i'll say at this point when a show is bad it's frustrating when a show is epically bad it's funny yeah yeah it's not funny to them it's funny to you like (laughs) when a show is crazy bad I have such a fun time oh, good. With it. because it's like the whole time I'm up there. I'm like, man, I cannot believe what's happening right now. Yeah. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can see the humor in that. <laughs> oh yeah. One time I had uh, one of the best bad shows I ever did. And it's one of my favorite stories to tell. Cause it's just crazy bad. And such a fun story is one time. So I have to preface it by saying I did um, like a month before this show, I did a over 60 active living center community show, like a show for Stop a community bragging. of like old people. <laughs> but they were, you know, they were older, but yeah. also still very active people. Yeah, fun. And that, that show was super fun. Like yeah. they were just, <laughs> yeah. they were just all people like drinking wine, they having a care. good time. Yeah. They're all retired. They don't have any problems no. in the world, you know? Uh, so, you know, then I get asked to do this retirement home show and I'm thinking, Oh, it's like the same thing oh, no. of 
like what I, you know, just did that was fun. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I get, um, I get there and it's, it's not the same thing. It's essentially a, a nursing home where oh, people, you know, people cannot care for themselves anymore right, yeah. or, or, or are, are, you know, on the brink of, of passing away and stuff yeah, like that. expecting an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is a different vibe. Uh, and uh, the show starts at 5 p.m. I'm supposed to do an hour on stage, just oh. me. And uh, that is, in fact, their dinner hour. So I am oh, nice. performing in the cafeteria during their dinner uh and you know i'm just kind of waiting around uh and uh you know at some point you know i I find the lady that i checked in with and it's like you know it's 505 and i'm like hey what time does what time do you like are you gonna start the show and she was like oh just just go start it and i was like oh oh, okay like there's no you're you're not like gonna introduce it or anything like that or any of that stuff and she was like no no no, just go start it (laughs) and so I just have to go in. Like, mind you, there's also no stage. I'm just standing at the, at, in the, I'm standing like in the corner of a cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just like, I walk up and I'm like, hey, yeah. who all knew that there was going to be a comedy show? And like, nobody knows that there was going to be a comedy knew. show. And so I'm like, well, I'm your comedian. Here we go. <laughs> And so I just start, you know, I start telling jokes and doing my silly make them ups and stuff. And, uh, and, uh, zero laughs, zero laughs, uh, at all. We got to worry uh, about aspirating and stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, nobody's even, most people aren't even paying attention, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, but, you know, maybe 10 minutes into my set, uh, this woman stands up in the middle of the, um, of the room and like plugs her ears and (laughs) and like has the most disgusted look on her face. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, ma'am. Like I get it that this is not right. (laughs) This is not. I totally totally get your feelings right now, but they've also paid me to be here for an hour. So I'm sorry. I'm going to keep going. (laughs) I'm sorry that you hate this but i'm just gonna keep going yeah she like sits back down uh and then five minutes i do another five minutes to again zero laughs and then that same woman now comes up because remember i'm not on a stage i'm just standing on the floor so she comes up to me with her cloth napkin and then just holds it in front of my face and (laughs) blocks me Like, so I can't see the rest of the room. She's just standing in front of me, He's blocking. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, peeking around the corner of the napkin, being still like, I'm, I'm still here. I'm st- I still have to, I'm still going to tell these jokes. I'm sorry. Like, trying yeah. to be real apologetic. Oh, my and, gosh. And she, like, she keeps, like, moving the napkin oh, with my face. <laughs> For like 30 seconds, and then I keep going, and then she throws her napkin on the ground and like storms out of the room. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Wow. Um, and then you know, five minutes go by. So now I'm 20 minutes into my like hour-long set. And the the woman who um was like in charge, the one that like told me to just go start, comes walking in and she goes, 
the, the cafeteria was kind of an L shaped mm-hmm. and I was at the base of the L instead of like the cro- the crook of the L. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially an area of the cafeteria can't really see me that well. The back yeah. part of like the top part of the L and she comes in and she's like, hey, a couple of people have said they can't see you. So can we move to the stage? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean like right now? And she was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. So then I'm in charge of having to pick up these speakers and oh move the God. speakers and stuff <laughs> to a different part of the room. So again, awesome. no stage. So now I'm like taking a five minute break to move all of the equipment <laughs> wow. to a different part of the stage. Good for and, uh, yeah. and I'm like, well, I'm counting. This as part of my hour, you of know, of course, yeah. uh, like you did physical so, labor. Yeah. So now I'm, you know, I'm at, I'm at a, a new place, a uh, new spot of the thing. And in front of me here is a man um, sitting in the front row of this new front row uh, who is not laughing because again, I, I mean, I literally did an hour on stage and maybe got two laughs the whole show. Wow. Uh, and, uh, but this guy that's sitting right up at the front is nodding at every punchline. So I'm like, okay. That, that's me. I'm killing with this guy. Yes. Right? We're getting close. He's yeah. not laughing at all, but he, he's reacting yeah. at the points where you're supposed to react. You know, every time I hit a punchline, he's kind of like nodding. And so at some point I'm like, I, I talk to him. I'm like, you understand what, what I'm saying, sir. Uh, and his response <laughs> to this guy that I think that I'm doing well with is the very first thing he says is, you belong in the garbage. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what? And he was like, this is awful. You belong in the garbage. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I saw you nodding along. Oh, we were like, I hate this so much. Jeez. Wow. I, I was like, proud. I know. Oh, and yeah. I'm picturing this uh, where your mom is. My mom's in an assisted living, and I can imagine <laughs> yeah. if you came in during supper time, it would go down. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good for anybody. No. I don't know why they ever thought a comedy show was going to work in this environment. <laughs> yeah, uh, was that your uh, booking agent that booked you on that one? <laughs> no, it was another comedian that asked me if I wanted to do it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Yeah, you know? great. <laughs> yeah, and so then the rest of my set was like doing jokes to silence but then kept checking in with that guy that said i belong with the garbage yeah (laughs) and 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 just trying to point out all the ways that he and i were similar yeah it was was making him so mad i was like do you have any kids and he was like no and i was like "Uh oh i don't have any kids either looks like we got something in common he's like (laughs) (laughs) being so bad and so like the whole time i mean that show was awful but man i loved it Oh, I had good. so much fun doing that show because I was like, I can't believe this. I can't believe <laughs> no, it's that someone like- wanted a comedy show here. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I do enjoy grumpy old people. I think a grumpy old person is kind of fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. play with them a bit. Yeah. Just like, yeah. they're just, I mean, they've been through some crap. <laughs> they're just grumpy. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. I can't believe what comedians have to deal with. You know, just to get your points across at times, yeah. just a joke. Come on, yeah. Why it would be nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Positive, yeah. Feedback. Yeah, well, when you get the unexpected comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we, we like to call that ambush comedy. Ambush comedy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh. Oh, can we talk about, I want to talk about curmudgeon. Oh, yeah. Talk about Norm MacDonald. And Killer Kate yes. as well. Which sure. we looked up last night and I was like, I can't do horror. It, yeah. it is horror-y, right? It's a horror comedy. Okay. So, but okay. There yeah, is a lot of. Too. I just, the blood and. Yeah. There's a lot of blood in it. Okay. Sure. Okay. But you're in it. How you know, are it's, you? It's yeah. So I'm. I have a pretty big part in it, actually. Wow. Um, so, uh, Amazon Prime movie for anybody yeah. interested. Uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. You know nice. all that fresh sort of stuff. Nice. Yep. You're a screenwriter, uh, comedian, actor. You've yeah. yeah. Doing the I mean, gamut. You end uh, up wearing a lot of hats. Comedy yeah. is my main thing, but okay. I've been a writer and an actor and all that stuff for many years as well. And now doing so, puzzles or games. Board games. Board games. Board games. Okay. I'm a huge board game guy. Yeah. Awesome. So, Let's talk about Killer Kate and then we'll get into curmudgeon yes. here because I okay. see you do like reviews, it looks like, on your YouTube channel of board games. I do. All yeah. right, cool. So Killer Kate, it's a comedy horror flick. Um, when did mm-hmm. that come out? Uh, came out in 2018, mm. uh, and then yeah, so it's on. It's Amazon Prime film, uh, and it is you know it's like a wacky. It's yeah. it's interesting because it's it's a real mix of like wacky siller silly killers and like family drama. Okay, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, so it's about a bachelorette party that um, goes and rents this uh cabin and uh and a family of people that are trying to murder them so for a reason that i will not say right now okay but (laughs) you're not the killer are you you said you have i can't give that away i'm i'm i am uh i play one of the people in the family the bad guy family so check that out you will and then yeah. tell me if i can yeah i'll watch it. it and tell you if it's okay <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's cool yeah so you're in la so you go off to you do you know uh whatever it's called where you go auditions you end yep. up with those a lot and oh yeah 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 well, that's, the, a whole that's the, one of the least fun parts of of the entertainment business That's what job. we've heard, yeah. You know? So is it on Zoom now or can you are you some of them are. Okay. Some of them are. I mean, yeah. when we were deep in the pandemic, all of them were. Yeah. Uh and now it's still maybe 50-50. Which yeah. do you prefer? Uh, is it easier to send in? Boy, it's it, it's I don't know because mm-hmm. I think I do better at them in the room because oh. You just you have the ability to like read the energy yeah. and mm-hmm. I I'm certainly more successful in the auditions when I'm in the room. Um, but there is a nice convenience of just being able to shoot it at your house and, and send it off. You yeah. Know, and you can be like, oh, I didn't like that take. Yeah. Again. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah. and there's like, you know, uh, when. Especially with commercial auditions in, in a commercial, you'll have one line and sometimes that line is one word right right you're a guy in a coffee shop that's just like uh excuse me you know and that's the whole thing that's and I'm like i gotta i gotta spend three hours out of my day because <laughs> i gotta drive 45 minutes in traffic and then wait 
in a waiting room until I go in there and then drive back. And it's like, I've got to spend three hours just to go, excuse me. You know, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, it's a lot. Have you been in commercials and things? Yeah, I think I've been in like 10 commercials. Oh, wow. Cool. So I've been fairly uh, uh, lucky that I I, I get about a commercial a year, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And then do you get residual from that when it plays? Yeah, when it plays and you get residuals based on what it plays on, you know, network or cable or Internet or all that sort of. There's a whole formula through the Screen Actors Guild. uh, Yeah. How you get paid. Interesting. Yeah. All new to us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about curmudgeon. Yeah. How'd you get into uh, games? You've always. So I've loved board games for a long time. I mean, I got into Magic the Gathering when I was like okay. 11 years old or something like that. I back didn't in the know 90s. about this until listening to Rick Glassman's podcast. Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very magic into magic. Is- Magic I is work a, at a psych hospital, so all the kids play magic. Yeah, <laughs> the gathering, yep. yes. So I did it a lot I when I was that. like uh, growing up. And then I got out of games for a while. And then, oh, you know, in my 30s, I started getting back into them because they're just, you know, you, you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to just go drink at a house party or whatever. It's like I want to have like a way to, to structure drink with my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And board mm-hmm. games are really great at facilitating that, I right. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I I got into board games, you know, back into them, I don't know, six years ago, something like that. And we hosted game nights a bunch in Los Angeles for friends and things like that. And then actually at the start of the pandemic, when all of the tour dates were canceled, I just started making funny review videos about games Mm -hmm. and my objective at that point was really just to be like hey we're playing a lot of board games right now in my house because we can't go anywhere and i this is a good time to do that so i'm gonna like make some silly videos to help my friends find some good games and then it's just kind of grown and grown and grown and keeps growing uh and uh yeah so now i you know you can see there, boom, those are all I've board games. I've been looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have a lot. Yeah. Oh, and i that's only one. That's one of three shelving units oh, of board awesome. games. So you actually uh, created Curmudgeon. So, yes. So I, I created Curmudgeon, uh, and it uh, is published by a company, and it came out right at the end of 2020. Curmudgeon is a party game. It mm-hmm. is a game of silly insults, dummy. Uh, it's kind of like mad libs for making up roast jokes and throwing them down on friends yeah Yeah. if you are somebody who is creative and has a good sense of humor and doesn't take things too seriously that's who the game's made for okay okay you know um you know a game you've probably heard of a game like cards against humanity yeah you know cards against humanity to me is a little boring because I don't get to make up any jokes. It's all just stuff written on the it's card. It's already there. And yeah. Curmudgeon gives you a little bit more creative license, a little bit more creative agency. So you can kind of, okay. you essentially have key words, but then you can fill in a whole insult Ooh, around those key words. Nice. <laughs> I feel like we yeah. need to get this and play it with all of our comedian friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That'd yeah, really yeah I think comedians tend to like it because it <laughs> yeah. does let them like be funny and and stuff. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah we should look. So, at- yeah, this is my first board game, and I'm and I'm currently pitching two new board games too to awesome. companies. So, where can people buy your board game at? 
Uh, they can buy it uh, on Amazon. Uh, they can also buy it uh, through the publisher, which is 25th Century Games. Okay. I believe it's also available through Target online. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So how do you pitch a game? You just have there are play. huge conventions for board games, sort of like a Comic Con, but straight Gen for board Con? games. Gen Coin yeah. is that what? I yeah, Gen Con. Gen, Gen Con, Con. Con. is okay. is one of the big ones. Mm. Uh, and so there's a ton of publishers there, and you can set up meetings and go pitch your game to a bunch of wow. people. Yeah. That's Who knew? Awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to check out the game. Um, but real quick, toasted marshmallow beer in Victoria. Because we are a toasted marshmallow adventures podcast. We saw, we saw you, you had a toasted marshmallow like, beer yeah. in Victoria, British Columbia. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I uh, I love. I'm a big beer snob uh, at mm-hmm. this point because I travel so much for comedy that I like going to breweries at cities that I am all yeah. across America. So that was a that was actually a brew pub, not a brewery, but a brew pub in Victoria. I stopped in for lunch and. Uh, yeah, I believe it was a, a toasted marshmallow porter, and it was really good. Uh, nice. Okay, yeah. we, might have to, we might have to see if we can get a bottle to just display in our studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. to be on brand. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> For sure. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, um, now you produced uh, a special for Chappelle. Is that correct? No. So we, I run a comedy show in Los Angeles. It is a secret monthly comedy show uh, mm-hmm. in a barbershop hidden behind. Or it's in a bar hidden behind an actual barbershop. The blind okay. barber. Called yeah, the, the blind, the blind barber. And so um, we did not produce anything oh, for okay. Chappelle. We uh, essentially he wanted to come and work on his special on our show. Nice. So we've had him on our show, I don't know, five or six times working oh, on different cool. specials and stuff. Wow. Yeah. We uh, at the beginning of the Idaho Comedy Fest, we talked to Sypha Sounds, who was. Oh, yeah. His DJ. Yeah. On the Chappelle show. Yeah. That's how we met Jen. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so really cool. Yeah. Exactly. And I want to talk about Norm MacDonald if we have time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's you opened get Norm for him McDonald five shows. In. Yeah. yeah. That was wow. one of my favorite experiences in comedy. How did that so, occur? Um, I just, you know, I knew the bookers and they were like, hey, do you want to come open for Norm this weekend? And I was like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> not a question, right? Yes, please. Uh, and so I got to, yeah, I mean, I think we did one show Thursday to Friday to Saturday. And so just getting to like, you know, watching him perform was great, but it was the hanging with him in the green room. That was That's really, really heard. cool. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people. I, I, I'm I'm grateful that, you know, a lot of the famous people that I've worked with have oftentimes been very, very nice people. Mm. But, you know, somebody like a Chappelle, Chappelle is very nice, but you don't really get to know him. He's yeah. pretty aloof. Yeah. You know, he, he he's just kind of doing his own thing. And, you know, yeah. it's like, I, you know, I'll, I'll have a I'll have a, a a glass of tequila with him and I'll talk to him for like 10 minutes. And then I feel like I got to leave him alone. You right. Know, yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. Um, but, but always very nice. So I have nothing, nothing bad to say about him, but it's been rare is the time where you work with somebody famous that is just like willing to hang out with you for like hours. (laughs) Yeah. And that was Uh, Norm? Yeah, that was Norm, man. I mean, just after the show on Friday, we were probably in the green room for 
two hours just like talking and hanging after the show and you know he's telling stories of saturday night live and doing bits and yeah. all that sort of stuff you know he was a guy that was always joking around all the time yeah so you're like yeah man i'm 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 here for it i'll sit here and listen of to norman it's in the green room i am not yeah. busy <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah so oh, that's so cool yeah and, and you know and, and some points you know there was like a time where Jay Moore, if you know that name, mm-hmm. yeah. he came, you know, so one night he came in and was hanging in the green room. And sometimes you're like, oh, should I leave? And they're like, no, no, no. Like, you know, this is your green room too. hang out, you know, sort nice. of stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really fun. Who are your uh, comedic influences or? Well, my biggest influence, um, it's interesting because I grew up in a family that was pretty strict and didn't really do a lot of comedy stuff so i don't really know that stand-up existed uh when i was growing up at all so really you know some of the biggest influences just in comedy were the simpsons and saturday night live okay which i watched before i even knew what stand-up was mm-hmm. uh and um you know then i started getting into stand-up my college roommate introduced stand-up to me when i was like a freshman in college and the person he used to introduce me to stand-up was a guy named mitch hedberg oh, so, <laughs> even if you want if you watch me now you would have no idea that hedberg is an influence because i'm nothing like him on stage mm-hmm. but he was like my biggest influence with stand-up for yeah. sure he That's was like the reason good. i got into stand-up yeah because I've uh, I've watched God Mitch Hedberg for years, um, and uh, yeah, his um his style and cadence is not you know he's not like a fast like you know this many jokes per minute kind of guy and, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely uh to be your influence. Yeah, watching your comedy, I don't see the relation between no. the two, but yeah, definitely he's. But great comedian the first, still alive doing jokes <laughs> for sure. And his stand up album, his uh, first album, Strategic Real Locations, is the first album I'd ever heard. Oh, and yeah. what a, what a good way to be introduced to a comedy album, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. And it blew my mind. I was like, what? This is like a thing people can do. They can just tell jokes and be funny. Yeah. yeah. Make money. <laughs> and it like really opened my eyes to the possibility of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. some of my first exposure to stand-up comedy is, you know, just watching it is um, PBS. They used to have a mm. nightly or weekly show called Comedy Tonight. And the host, uh, uh, what's his name, but had a mustache quite like yours. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I remember seeing back, and this is late 80s, maybe probably late 80s. Yeah, seeing Brian Regan with a mullet. Uh, oh yeah, show yeah. comedy tonight years ago so that's was kind of my first like because there wasn't you know there was no youtube there was no internet you had to catch it on tv or go to see it live and that was kind of the only comedy totally. show i could find on tv at the time as far yeah as i remember up. i was so naive about stand-up that now when i look back i remember as a kid always loving the openings of Saturday Night live when a stand-up hosted mm-hmm. and i remember being like man this is so much funnier yeah than like the normal openings <laughs> but i didn't know that it was stand i was just like yeah you know i one of the first episodes i started watching it the class that i started watching it because 
Uh, I wasn't really allowed to watch it, but my mom would fall asleep early and then yeah, I could sneak and stay awake and mm-hmm. watch it with the volume low. Um, but it was the class that I started watching was like the sort of Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, Anna yeah. Gasteyer, Chris Kattan, you know, mm-hmm. late 90s. Yeah. But I remember one of the, uh, an early episode I saw was one of Chris Rock's episode where he came back and hosted. Mm-hmm. And I still remember his whole opening because that was like really the first stand up I'd ever seen. But I didn't know that it was stand up. I was just oh, like, yeah. that was so funny. He was just like standing there. Yeah. And being funny. And I loved it. Yeah, you didn't even know what it was at the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Chris Rock was a stand up. I was just yeah. like, this guy was a guy that used to be on Saturday Night Live. You know? Wow. Yeah. It's funny. And now it's what you do for your career. That's <laughs> very yep. cool. And coming to the lounge. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to be there on Friday, correct? Yes. That's what yeah. we're going to we'll the Friday there. show. Yes. We're looking forward to that. We love the lounge. We love Jen. It's an amazing place. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to, come to come. come. Yeah. I'm excited to check it out. Woo-hoo. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for doing yes, our podcast thank you for taking today. Part of your Saturday to yes, talk to yes, us. Definitely. We are appreciative. We are going to be at no your problem. show. We're looking forward to it. Okay, so you do not want Chris to come on stage and give you a knee bump or no, like no, thank you. Or or anything. Just, just a... big laughs, you know. Okay, just, okay, just okay big we can laughs. do that. We'll laugh the loudest. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much, Grant. Thank you for yeah, being thanks here. for having me. This is fun. <laughs> Thank you. All, All right. right, I'm signing out. I'm signing off. I'm Chris Adam. I'm Wendy Mosier. Hashtag Get Toasted. Stay toasted, and, and thank, thank you, Grant, Grant Lyon. We will see you next week at the lounge.